All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yes, sir. We are up and at him on a Monday. It is Barn Burner here for uh, FlamesNation.ca. We're here in our Tower Chrysler Studios, which are very bright. We have new lights. We have new cameras. It's been a uh, it's been a big week. We've added some new uh, new stuff. Have we got a mascot yet? I feel like we need a mascot. I feel like you're the mascot. Are you oh, not? Okay. Is that not on your pay stub? I saw something else there, but yeah. I feel like. Um, it's a decent start. Well, you you have the Friday a, outfit was pretty mascot esque. You could be uh, again you, uh, very lumberjacky again today with the toque, yeah, yeah, the yeah. beard. You could be uh, you could be a team mascot, I'm pretending for, to be very masculine. I hope that's working well. It's and really good. Yeah, it's showing. The internet. Yeah, and there's the Redster, uh, Red Warner, in his uh, Buffalo Studios. Good morning, Red. How are we today, man? that good not bad it's not bad family's home thursday but thursday morning so really they're home wednesday night and it's like i haven't done anything of all the things i said i'd get done for them to be back that feels fast the mine were away for five days it felt a little too short the day of arrival back home it was very much uh one more day would be maybe even two maybe Mm -hmm. one one or two more days try 21 days you know it's 21 is there something to be said? Is there anything to be taken from the fact that we so enjoy the time when our kids and spouses are away? Oh, it's just absence makes the heart grow fonder, Dean. You know, you really, you so don't know what you is. got till it's gone. That's all. There's something like that. Something, something. Cinderella. Okay. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Nice. 
Very nice. A, a a rare Monday treat for you, gentlemen. I hope you're ready. Monday treat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a flame. It's a holiday game. here. In, it is. In yes. Happy Martin Luther King Day, Rhett. There's, there's games on here shortly. Yeah, 20, 20 minutes, minutes. Puck drops. Sabres, Panteros. That's going to yeah. be a fun one right there. Two teams trying to get into the uh, bubble in the East. Maybe they're on the bubble. Getting into the mix. Yeah. Try to reel in the penguinos uh but so it's uh yes uh so the uh, martin luther king day it's nothing here it's monday here it's just monday here yeah um but we have frank saravalli our nhl insider joining well, us. well it's a holiday there there's no way he'd be joining well us he sent me a message early this morning he said hey is there any chance we can come on today because i am traveling this oh. week now we know he's traveling next week when he comes north of the border up is this to, how long uh, it takes to get to jasper is i don't know today is frank uh Extended Jasper well, trip? Are you going a, up to do some ice glacier walking or something? What's happening up uh, with you, Sarah Valley? Yeah, where is he? Is he he's here? There he is. Oh, yeah. I wish. What's going on? No, I'm heading to uh, an undisclosed city this weekend to spend uh, 48 hours with a front office and uh, have to do some significant reporting, and I'll report back. This wouldn't be the Chicago trip that got canceled earlier. It would definitely be something else, eh? Yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Sorry. Uh, very good. Oh, I remember he was going to go, and then yeah, timing. Frank, did, uh... No, I actually. Frank. So that that was a really tough trip. I was actually on the plane on the way there. Yeah, yeah. And I got a text, and they said, "Hey, um, we're going to need to cancel." And I was like, "Really?" Yeah. So got there, and then had to just turn right around and come back home. Hmm. To your wife and kids, huh? Which obviously would have made you very happy. Oh, they just oh, man, said, is that is Rush Street, right? Still going to miss you guys. But great news. I'm not going right. on the trip. I'm back home. Everyone thrilled, I bet. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to kick him out when I got back home. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> was it old school when the guy was on the trip and he got to get home early? <laughs> oh, <laughs> early flight home from cool. San Diego. Oh. <laughs> I'm here for the GB. <laughs> Oh, what a show. <laughs> Frank show. was giving me hell. Frank was giving me crap before the show started in the pregame, but I have to, and to no one's shock, I turned the game off when it was 5-1, to 6-1 to one in the second period and had no idea that the score ended up being 6-5 for the Flames and Dallas Stars. That they, sh- that they shittered themselves in the third, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was very <laughs> funny. Absolutely soiled themselves. We're, we're on the ODR for a little three-on-three tourney on Saturday, and everyone's like, oh, what's the score? What's where are we at here? The game teams are on and off trying to figure keep track of that game because it was a noon start here. And it's like 6-2 after 40. Man, like finally they get to have a stress-free third. Like they probably know what that feels like. Uh, it's 6-5 now. Just another one goal a game. Yeah, that's right. Committed to it. One goal games only. So you turned it off. Okay, so riddle me this, and I, I understand how the third period went. But Dan Vladar, 7 0 and 3, if I'm not mistaken. Is that yep. the run that he's on? Last regulation loss, October Man. 26. <laughs> October 26th. Wow, that's yeah. quite a while ago. That is, yeah. And yet Daryl Sutter says that he is. Just paving the way, keeping the seat warm for Jacob Markstrom's next string of games, even though the Flames have points in 14 of their last 16. Why? What's what's with the insi- I know I'm supposed to have the answer and not asking mm. the question, but what's with the insistence of going back to Markstrom? 
Well, I mean, what is it, a week ago we talked about how he loves playing his number ones about 70 times a year? <laughs> He's got to pick I, up the pace. He does. He, <laughs> he does love having a solid number one, but you have to have a solid number one before you can kind of do that. Ladar's looked like I the think solid it's number part one. Of what yeah. you, it, but it's part of what you said about the extended point streak that these the Flames were. They've gotten so many points in so many games. Ladar's only played a few of them, so – even though Markstrom hasn't looked sharp and he shit his pants in Chicago, kind of, and and St. Louis. Yeah. I guess it was St. Louis, wasn't it? Not Chicago. Chicago wasn't anyway, good either. It was 3 on 11 still, in Chicago and he got yeah, pulled. Yeah. He's he's still he's getting points, I guess, is the my point I'm trying to make. So I'm with you. Play Vladar till. But was Vladar good, giving up three in the third on Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, or do you not care at that point because it's a four-goal game and you think everyone's slumped and Agreed. relaxed and kicked up their uh, feet? Yeah. Daryl seemed to care. 6-1. Well, the, the here's the thing. Loose play in front. The, it's the Markstrom. Yeah. Sorry, Frank. Go ahead. The points have come in, in. Sorry. The points have come in spite of his play. Yeah. I yep. mean, even just look at the calendar year, 2023, January. Four appearances, one, one, and one, but an 875 save percentage. Yeah, his good game was the Islanders at home, and that was really the rarity of what feels like the season, a game that they just got a lead and it really didn't feel close at all rather than the hang on for the tense bite-your-nails-off third period. I would think the answer truly, Frank, is just that it's tradition for Daryl and he's comfortable with it, but I don't think that and eventually Markstrom will get a start, and if he plays well, I'm sure Daryl will start to use him more, but I don't think he's rushing out to get him back in. I think he'll start tonight. I don't know, maybe. Just reading the, really? the, we, the comments that Frank alluded to and Daryl's post game on Saturday, well, it was obvious huh? he was going to start today. It's an afternoon game. You're on the road. we got to get Marky lined up for a nice little stretch here. You're like, oh, boy. I liked how Francis kind of phrased the question that with the play of Ladar – it kind of allowed him to have some options in net for uh, the game against Nashville, which means uh, is he playing well or is it because he they pissed away a five-goal lead today and he didn't look great in the third period that now allows you to put Markstrom back in rather easily if Ladar stands in his head and it's a 6-1, 7-1 kind of game. Jeez, you got to keep rolling with this yeah. guy. But it does make it easier to go back to Markstrom. I'm with you based on what he said. Just getting ready, getting Markstrom for the ready for the next string of games. Yeah. Does not sound like it's Vladar tonight. And I, maybe we'll give Daryl a little bit of credit in the long game. You know, he probably knows Vladar's in better form right now, but he might want to, you know, continue to try to round Markstrom into some form because I think he knows he's going to need that guy in the spring playing well. But I think Frank's point's a good one, and it's not unnoticed in this market. The better of the two goalies, it's not a debate. It's Ben Vladar. I just don't think it's a position where you play yourself into it. I think it's a position where you need some time to take 10 days off and and reevaluate and hit the reset button. Because whatever's happened from start to finish to this point in the year, Markstrom has been the second best goalie, to your point. And to ride Vladar, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. And you could make the argument, oh, well – just from a pure contract perspective, this needs to be Markstrom's crease. Or even if you want to say, well, for the long game, this is the guy that you want starting game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs in Markstrom, that's fine. But it's January 16th and we're a long way off from yep. even being in that discussion. 
you got to ride Vladar, I think, in order to even get you in. Awfully tight in the Western. Uh, Suddenly. The Western picture here. I know you don't really care about uh, the West, Frank. We know it's where too late at night, yeah. you care about. But uh, <laughs> certainly looking even in the Pacific Division, because that's where our focus is. Vegas tops with 58. Edmonton, Calgary in the final two. A wild card's 51. Seven points separating the, the five teams there. In um, Seattle, if you look at the games played, you can make a case that you know, well, there's a gonna, team that could win the division. Yeah, I was going to say, and Seattle has games in hand as many as, what, four and look like they Colorado. may be performing better than anybody right now in that uh, in the division. What about the Kraken, and what do you see in the Pacific? Well, they set an NHL record for seven wins on a seven-game or longer road trip. The Jeez. only team that's ever won all of their games on a road trip. And with that, you mentioned the math. I'm going to tell you right now, you can carve it into stone. The Seattle Kraken, welcome to the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. They're in. The math is so supportive for them. You know, they're a 667 team actually leading the Pacific Division in points percentage ahead of Vegas. And when you just look at what's required to get in, they need 40 points over their final 40 games, just a 500 stretch of hockey when it's easier than ever to be playing 500 hockey. Vancouver has mostly been playing 500 hockey for a good chunk of this season. It's easily attainable for the Kraken, a team that, just speaking about goaltending, they've outscored all of their problems this year, which has been fascinating to watch. I wonder if at some point that dries up. They're getting almost like just enough to get by in terms of goaltending, 895. Both their guys are sub 900 for the season. And as we see Alex Nedeljkovic on waivers today from Detroit, by the way, almost $9 million waived by Steve Eiserman in the last 10 days, that I wonder whether it's Arizona or maybe a team like Seattle, um, does Nedeljkovic get claimed today by 2 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Mountain, or is Seattle one of those teams that you know could be in the hunt for some goaltending down the stretch? Because it seems right now like that's all they're missing. And it's interesting because when the Canes walked from Nadalkovic, he was coming off that Calder caliber season. They took a lot of heat. They didn't want to pay what he thought he was going to get in ARB, if I'm correct. Um, they continue to be smarter than the rest of the world on goaltending. It's short term. It's buy lows. They never seem to go out and apply term and dollars to the position like everyone else. What I love about Carolina is they're not afraid to say goodbye. And I think that's the biggest issue that NHL front offices, they continue to bang their heads against the wall because they ask themselves all the time. The question is, how do we replace this guy? And instead the conversation should be revolving around, well, what are our options if we don't re-sign this guy? And, and too often it's this, you know, they're so, they're so afraid they need to get a dog. That's really the spot that a lot of these front offices twist themselves into a mental pretzel about. And instead they get a decent asset in return for Nedeljkovic and they, they have Pyotr Kochetkov sitting there. And some people might argue that what you saw from Nedeljkovic in Carolina, what you've seen from Kochetkov now, and maybe even Anderson and Ranta as they've been on and off the injury list has just been a really good team that provides time and space for the goaltender to make saves. And maybe part of that comes from their structure and coach Rod Brindamore. But, you know, to this point, Nadelkovic has played 
you know, 90 some career games and has a 901 save percentage. I think there's a decent enough goalie there at age 27 and just a $3 million cap hit that he could be someone that certainly fills a void for your team. But it's an interesting argument to have about Carolina and how they view their different assets because they seem to be doing it differently than everyone else. And it wasn't just in net. I mean, Dougie Hamilton, right? That was... Yeah, I walked from him. Walk, you talk about the loyalty thing? Yeah. Just walked from Dougie Hamilton. And I guess you can do that when you look down your depth chart and you've got guys like Jacob Slave and an internet. You've got, if, you, if you know what you have in Kachetkov, then you can say goodbye to Nadelkovic. But uh, you got to draft well in that case yeah. uh, as well. I just wonder if at some point maybe does it burn them, but it sure hasn't to this point, it well, seems. And even Pacioretty and Burns, like, like brilliant bylaws. Like, we're not going to get married to our guys. We can replace, we'll go pick on teams that have cap issues and they've got space. They almost always have cap space. That's another thing they can, they've weaponized. Well, they, they have cap space because they're willing to make these difficult decisions and consider what may come next. So take, uh, um, Brent Burns, for instance, they walk from Tony D'Angelo. He comes in last year. They sort of exhume him from the dead, has a great 60 point season and, and he's a restricted free agent. So they take a chance on a guy that really had fallen out of favor with New York, was exiled, sent home. They sign him to a cheap one-year, $1 million contract, squeeze 60 points out of him, and instead of signing him to a long-term deal to keep him, even though he's a fit, they trade him to uh, the Philadelphia Flyers for a second, third, and a fourth-round pick. <laughs> which is a pretty decent return. And then they take the cap space that they would have spent on Tony D'Angelo and they go out and get Brent Burns, who produced the most shots in the league by a wide margin and put him on their back end as a way to generate offense in the same way that Tony D'Angelo would. But instead of paying the $8 million plus cap hit that San Jose was, they get him at five and change. And then they're able to just kind of keep rotating this cast of characters through that maybe you could make the argument that they need more continuity year in and year out. But I love that they keep tinkering with their mix. Like, hey, this year, this part of it worked. This part didn't. Let's try it again with someone different. And so, again, all different ways you can put your team together. But I think when you look at the last three plus seasons, the Carolina Hurricanes have been the most consistent team in the league. So what's this nonsense with Eric Carlson? They'll eat they'll eat money, but they want three first round picks. And eighteen percent. Get out of here. This. What are we? What's happening with Carlson? Nothing is my guess, but uh, Eric Carlson, but apparently for the right price, available from San Jose. Well, is one hundred percent available? That much is confirmed. Their GM Mike Greer said that to us as reporters at the um, GM meetings back in November in Toronto, and. I don't know why a lot of people viewed that as news then. Like, of course, you have a guy that for the last number of seasons in San Jose was really pedestrian in terms of production, makes $11.5 million, is being the top-paid defenseman in the entire league, should be an all-world, all well-rounded defenseman, and hasn't been. So is he available? Of course he is. Now, here's where it gets interesting is I know a team that called last week to San Jose and inquired about – Carlson, and this is where the report came from, that they were willing to trade Carlson in exchange for three first-round picks, and they would retain 18%. Why such an oddly specific number? I'm not sure. I think it's somewhere between 18 and 20% that they would retain on. And that specificity of the number is actually what led me to think that this might be accurate, called around, find out, of course, that it is. And now you see Mike Greer over the weekend say, well... Three first-round picks is not 
totally accurate. And I understand where he's coming from because it was an ask. And look, that's always where you start. You shoot for the stars if you can. But in this case, when you say, is anything happening on the Eric Carlson front, I would say much closer to nothing than something. Because when you go through the list, there's only so few teams that even at $9.4 million can afford to take on Eric Carlson for this year and the next four. It's fantastic the season that he's put together. The numbers and some of the plays have been mind-blowing. He's back to his old self. But what does he look like over these next number of years? What does the fit look like? And we know that he's interested in moving on, but where does he want to go as well? So you're dealing with a limited market and teams that can afford him and also whatever limitations he might want to put on them as well. He's making 11 and a half. And this is your four of eight. So there's four years after this. If you're a GM of another team, and let's say you can move some things around and make some space, what's the number where Eric Carlson for the next four years is like, okay, we can do that? The Sharks, I do not believe, are willing to go anything beyond 20%. Well, okay. And as you said, you start with your high ask. Um, They got a chance to get out from what's been an incredibly cumbersome contract, and his window doesn't match theirs. So if they're keen on getting assets back at what price will they start to get a bidding war i i honestly because here here's the complicating factor for the sharks right the more you eat the more you're also saddled with for the next four and a half years that really then begins to ham whatever you know they'd like to do up on their cap so um to me I think there's a real, like, that's not an ask. Like, I do think there's a real limit as to what San Jose is willing to retain. Here's the other factor to keep in mind that not a lot of people talk about. You're only allowed three retained salary transactions on your cap at any one given time. Mm -hmm. They have Brent Burns on for the next number of years. This would be two. So that leaves you one more for a team that's trying to tear it down to the studs and rebuild it. So that's a tough and precarious spot to be in. I'll tell you this. I don't know what the magic number is. You know, if you get him at half, is someone willing to do it? I, I talked to a number of teams that said, even at half, with the term that's remaining on the deal, I still wouldn't I wouldn't give anything up and I would still say no. I'd say you have to trade him and me not give you anything and eat half. And, and even then, they feel like it would be a discussion. Yeah, well, and it's the injury thing too, right? You know, like he's, he's looked like himself again, but for the last, since they went to the semifinals he hasn't he hasn't and we we were talking about him frank the flames played them back to back in san jose a few weeks ago and we we came in both mornings it was like carlson something else but he would drive you crazy retro as a defensive defenseman you were gouging your eyeballs out watching this guy turnovers and crazy like just it's one end he's good he would frustrate the shit out of you if he was on your team if he's gonna put up the points he's putting up and make the plays he's making this year you can survive it you know, but I don't know if Daryl Sutter would put up with it. Yeah, I don't right? Like so. I don't think it's a fit for this this for this squad. Even though he'd be great to have the power play and and that. I just he does as much to piss you off as he does to bring you out of your seats. Like it's kind of hand in hand. It's both things where you're like, wow, we might win because he made an unbelievable mm-hmm. offensive play, but we have just as good a chance of losing because he does not care about his own end at all. Sort of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you remember him, Rhett, the old coach, Tex Evans. Ray Ferraro makes his NHL debut and came up to him afterwards and said, son, you were a threat at both ends of the ice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's uh, 32, right? And that's the other thing, just a final thought. Oh, like, you just, what's guaranteed for health at this point in production? Like, 
I don't know that you want to commit four years to a 32-year-old that's had two injury-plagued seasons before this one. You love watching guys cash in or at least come up with a big year in a contract year. Not that you ever doubted that this guy was going to do it. But in this interview, we have applauded Carolina for walking away, knowing when it's too much. What will Boston do with David Pasternak, who is, again, 33 goals, 59 points in 42 games. pace for 60. No signs of slowing down, and you knew he was going to do it. He's one of the most electrifying guys in the league. It's going to be a massive, massive contract. Can Boston do it? What should they do? Oh, they can do it, and they're in the process of doing it. I think it's all unfolded a little bit more slowly than everyone involved would have hoped. Uh, they haven't traded numbers in a while, uh, but I do know that I think that's heated up a little bit in the last week, uh, especially given the Pavel Zaka signing. Uh, that caught a bunch of people off guard. Uh, four times four, seven, five. They were like, ooh, that seems like a stiff price to pay. But you know Boston is getting their ducks in a row trying to figure out, okay, where do we go next? You know, Thinking that Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci will end up at some point uh, deciding to hang up their skates. So they're in the process. I'd have to think the number with Pasternak starts with a 12. He's Oof. been that good and, and frankly, that underpaid uh, for so long. And it's an interesting comparable, you know, six times 6.6 is what Pasternak has been playing under for the last number of years. Matt Boldy today signs a seven times seven deal with the Minnesota Wild and Matt Larkin, our guy at Daily Faceoff, just wrote this story today comparing Matt Boldy saying he is the next David Pasternak in terms of that real bargain value contract. Boldy's probably already close to $7 bucks in value right now. What does he look like at some point three years down the line? Could be a really nice contract to help set up the Wild who have their own cap issues. And this cap's about to explode again, whether it's – this summer or the summer after? Like, we'll be, I think we'll be 90, 95, 100 pretty quick, Frank. Is that fair based on what you're hearing about league revenues? Yeah, I, I think, it, I do believe it's going up by three, three and a half million bucks this year in some kind of negotiation with the PA. And I think, you know, in real short order, you're dealing with a $95 million cap two, three years from now. That's a huge jump from where we're at. That again, you know, makes seven million bucks for Boldy seem kind of reasonable. What else are you keeping an eye on? I mean, we're we're a week and a half, two weeks away from the All Star break. March third gets us to the trade deadline. It still feels like so far away, but I guess what we'll see is around maybe around the All Star break. This is when teams start having their meetings. What's yep, scouting. amateur scouting meetings and all that, getting their handle on their guys, and then start to look around the league. Anything to keep an eye on? Uh, league-wide news? Yeah, I think the big thing I'm chasing today is what's going on with Bruce Boudreaux and the Vancouver Canucks as he has been hung out to dry and waggling on the line for the last number of months. Just theater of the bizarre in Vancouver. And you heard the report on Saturday from Elliot Friedman saying if they make a coaching change or frankly when that Rick Tockett will be the guy. There's definitely something up between Tockett and the Canucks. I think they've had a number of conversations going back weeks now that I think this has all leaked out to the point where they wanted to wait, I think, until All-Star break or the bye, the bye week in order to make changes like this and, frankly, may not have a choice given the information that's been out there and floating around about Bruce Boudreaux and his job security, which just, again, 
wacky. Like, since when has it been openly speculated? Not just this guy is losing his job, but we already know who the next guy is and have for a while now that I, I've covered this league a long time now. I don't remember ever seeing anything like this quite play out. Is it the Canucks' fault, though, is that, a, that it's out there? They're, if if they're not happy with how the team's performing and they're thinking of making a coaching change, sorry, Rhett, and then it gets out that they're looking at the next guy. He's under contract. They are paying him. I, I don't know. I, I, I get it. But I also wonder what else is Vancouver supposed to do? Then cut the cord. Yeah. Like what, like how hard is this? If you, you're going to end up paying the guy anyway, what's the difference? You don't embarrass him. That's the difference. Well, unless talk it well, can't just yet, or it, unless there are circumstances that you gonna... don't, that you don't know. Then you keep it quiet, right? Out of respect for the guy. Sir, that was, that was my question. Is this a disrespectful type of thing that's going on? Like a hundred percent. feels like it to me. Yeah. It's been for months now. Like people have been openly speculating, not if, when, and it's like it's been this this sort of game of chicken. It feels like is is Bruce Boudreaux just going to come in and and quit because he's had enough? That's what they'd want him to do, I think. But he's like, no, you got to pay me, and and that's what I think has sort of been the push and pull behind the scenes of like, there's no love lost. The the president of hockey ops was out there couple weeks in on after hours saying how unstructured and undisciplined this team is. And he knew it right from training camp. Well then like, what are you waiting for? Make the change. Just there's, there's only one right way to treat but, people. And, that, and that's it. But how can it be Bruce? There it is chance a year ago. I mean, that's just the fans to these guys saying it's completely unstructured and just terrible and awful. And this guy doesn't know what he's like. He's, he hasn't been there that long, has he? Like, what do you, I don't understand how this plays out. I think it or speaks to how dysfunctional it hockey. is, right? Yeah, who's it's, dysfunctional? It's the owner down. It's It starts at the top with ownership, and then it, it, it festers from there. It gets worse and worse. Everyone knows shit runs downhill. <laughs> and you have a coach that came in last year, 659 hockey is what they played. Um, I don't think anyone is doubting that Bruce Boudreaux is a good coach, but – you also have to remember the timeline of how this all unfolded. Bruce Boudreaux was hired before Jim Rutherford, before Patrick Alvin, and he was hired directly by the owner. And so when you have this play out, a, a GM and president of hockey ops that inherit a coach, it feels like it never works out. And from the top down, like it's okay. We have questions about the owner, including like his own children accusing him of behavior. That's not appropriate. You have an AGM that's, now not with the club that is engaged legally with the club. There's a question of whether it's Jim Rutherford or Patrick Alvin that's making decisions. Why was there to take so long for a vote of confidence for Bruce Boudreaux? Their captain's a free agent and seems to be on his way out. They committed to JT Miller, who doesn't seem to be getting along with Elias Pettersson, who, oh, by the way, is out of a contract soon. This is the most dysfunctional organization in hockey right now. You didn't even throw in the Tanner Pearson injury in the investigation right. that they've launched internally, which is he's had three surgeries, needs one or two more. And they're like, well, hold on a second. We were unaware of there being issues. Like how, what? <laughs> so that's uh, right now actually is, is when the press conference is supposed to be starting between the Canucks, uh, Jim Rutherford explaining this Tanner Pearson uh, internal review. And I'm like, is this going to be anything more than the old Spider-Man meme where like everyone's just pointing at each other? Like, what are we doing here? 
if that's your, your internal review. See, Frank, I don't like you doing this because Pinder goes off on a daily basis. Like you can set your fucking watch to it on the Canucks and how dysfunctional they are and the ownership and this and that. And then you're it's bad, man. Now you're adding to it. So right, thanks for screwing up my week. Appreciate that. <laughs> I got to sit week, next to this year. Up dressed like <laughs> God. You showed up dressed like Johnny Canuck today. So yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, now listen, before we let you go, we're a couple weeks out from the uh, Jasper Pond Hockey event. You're coming out for it. Pinder has absolutely taken on the role of general manager for the Flames Nation crew. He has brought in players. He had... He a warm-up tournament this weekend. Literally had people on the ice this weekend training and getting ready for it. Tryouts. Tryouts. I am going to try and be a... uh, the, the Don Meehan here, somewhere between, I want, it, I want the groups to come together. You don't want to play with the Oilers Nation, guys. I know you don't. <laughs> I know you want to play with us. You know what they are. You know what we are. Pinder has brought in some good players. He is in this to win. We are going to be more fun. We are going to act more like adults. We want you on board. What do we have to do to make this happen? I was going to say, well, what's in it for me? <laughs> this is I'm. This is what. How do we get a deal? Great struck team here? guy, Frank. Yeah, that's why we want you so much. Great team. Guy. We're doing. It's we, a sign and trade. The Oilers got you. They're moving to Flames Nation. This is how it's going to go. What do we have so, to give to Oilers Nation to make this happen? Here's what was alarming about your spiel: is you said we act more like adults. I, mean, <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that. I'm going to Jasper for the weekend without my family. No, we said more though, more More. like adults. So like if we're acting like 12 year olds, they're acting like 11 year olds. That's probably the better reference point. Like, did you see these Lugans on their trip to Vegas? Like goodness. They're like puking into each other's mouths. Like it's, it's come on. We know where you want to be. We're doing the hot stove on the Friday. We're going to be into the sauce. We're going to have a great time. What do we got to do? I could be recruited. Just. I don't know what, here's the thing. I don't know what happened. My understanding was you were coming with me. You were flying to Calgary. We were driving up together. You were playing with us. And then all of a sudden you were on the Oilers nation side. I don't know what happened. feels like there's some tampering here. You know, I'll tell you what, there, there is something interesting brewing in that the Oilers nation guys are all bringing their ladies to Jasper. Uh Uh-huh. That feels like a bring sand to the beach moment. <laughs> what? That that really just. Yeah, it's not a couples weekend, uh, Frank. You're not gonna. It's no, not. It's getting your toenails done. Not a couples weekend. Yeah, yeah spa weekend. Yeah. yeah. This is not a spa weekend. This is a boys weekend. I don't know. See, that really makes me question their intentions as to this weekend. I like it. There's at least some doubt we've at least the, the see, seed of doubt has been planted. Yeah, I like that. Deal. Wedged it open just a little bit. Yeah, we good. got a couple of weeks to get this figured out. Have a great time in Chicago, there, Frank. Stay out of the uh, fireball. We'll talk to you uh, <laughs> next week. See you guys. You bet, Frank Valley. Daily face-off, our NHL insider. We got a lot in there. Got a lot in there. Yeah, totally. See, I, I just don't. God, you are hard enough on the Canucks and their fans at the best of times, and then you got him. Feeding your fire. It doesn't seem great. I, I mean, actually, it does not seem I, great. I actually think, I think Pinder, you need to take this upon yourself and uh-huh. have a daily update on all issues. Okay. Canuck, right? Canucks because debauchery. Frank, yeah, daily like, you laid out a whole bunch and then Frank added to I it. Forgot like, about the there is a long 
Yeah, there's a long list of BS that these guys are dealing with. I think you need to help them out. It was yeah. like Ottawa there Bring for a it while. To they had so many things. The coach was let go for yeah, wrongdoings. The owner passed away. I felt guilty about dumping on him. Then. The Uber driver had video right. of Duchesne yipping the coach. And it was... I mean, it the was rebuild's really over. Pierre Dorian makes hockey decisions. Like, is it, it's oh, not to it's that level stuff. where it was. I think it's probably oh, close. No. I think if you had to do a power rankings of inept and handsy, screw it up ownership, I don't know who's worse than Aquavelva right now. We just need Kuzmenko or somebody. Well, to he's a U, so that. they're going to lose him. They, he's a U and he wants too much money. They've capped themselves out on bad players and OEL's in the press box at seven and change. And Arizona's <laughs> eating money on that deal. He's so happy. For five man. years they got on that thing. So, What are you doing? You were one year away from getting rid of all that bad money. He's so happy. Oh. And if, you know, at the same time, I like him being happy. I like people to be happy. It's better when he's That's in a good right. mood. Oh, you know what? We're really happy. About? Uh-huh, yeah. Man deep is going to be a weapon in this three-on-three tournament. I am telling you. Weapon. I, yeah. The hands. The hands. Special. Very special. I saw a video going back. I think it's on his, uh, his Instagram where he kind of does almost like uh, the Forsberg. It's just in traffic. It's all around and moving, and he doesn't have to look at it. I can't wait to sit fair. on the sidelines and watch yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, if, I think if uh, once we get a big lead, we'll rest you for our next game, and Mandeep can yeah, that's pile up points. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, there you have it. Jasper, uh, we may as well get that in for you. We've been talking about it. Jasper Pond Hockey, it is coming up next, uh, next weekend. Man, that's quick. 27th to 29th. Basically, right now, if you... When you talk about travel, Jasper, tra- jasper.travel slash January. I was on there this morning and just some of the things that you can do up in Jasper, it's people kind of travel the globe for these kind of life, oh, yeah, once in a lifetime stuff, bucket, bucket list. Truly it is. Um, I was going to ask Rhett if he had to, because we can, we can put you, we can put you in a helicopter. You can go and uh, look at the ice fields. You can do a wildlife tour by train, go on a sleigh ride, some dog sledding. Hike inside of a glacier, some snowshoeing, fat bike riding, <laughs> downhill skiing at Marmot, Marmot Basin. Basin. Huh? That's what I'd be doing. Which one? Swooshing and swooshing and downhilling. Yeah, you're yeah, a, a mountaineer, remember? Alpine. And, uh-huh. You ever done a dog he's sled? I had a buddy go out to this we weekend. The they do it in Canmore. It's supposed yeah. to be great. What? So yep. you've done it? Yep. Because you love dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm a big dog. <laughs> Do love dogs. <laughs> Fucking rat. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, uh, which one of these huskies run? <laughs> what do you think, Shoveler? We got one of these? Week later. No, I don't like them. Shit in the house. <laughs> yeah, do you have anybody in Buffalo that's like a... You could drop the dog off Why at their house? Dog? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. sucker do you plant your pet on in Buffalo? <laughs> there, there is a whole bunch of stuff planned. And this is back serious for a moment. Jasper.travel slash January. The the whole entire, the community has come together and put on a whole bunch of things. You can see throughout from now until the 29th, they have, it's on a daily basis. There's things to see, to do, eat, accommodations, shopping, you name it. There are specials and discounts and all kinds of things going on. I invite you to travel out to Jasper. Come with us. And if you want to be part of the, uh, the pond hockey, chehockey.com for more information. Register your team today. You said you went to the website. I thought you were reading the rules and regulations about roster size. Like no, I'm re- not doing any then, of that. Okay. No. Well, I'm, I, got the, I got that part. You well, get the I rest. figure it, it's been nice. I've kind of been able to just uh, let you handle that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Works well. Uh, good leaders delegate, right? That's, I guess that's yeah, what so it that's is. That's you. Yeah. Flames and Predators tonight. 
The Nashville Predators, I kind of forgot all about it. They've already, they've already played once this year. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Mark Jankowski. Oh, God. The- and it was a game time call. We didn't have time to cash in on the uh, former flame scoring against his old team first game back. Yeah. Jankowski, I looked this morning. He's kind of been there. He He's not in the lineup right now, though. He hasn't played in the last couple, but prior to that, it played what we're six focusing or seven on Jankowski. The big no, Jankowski. It was, it, it was just one of those things that jogged my memory. Oh, of course, yeah, Jankowski came back. They were not very good, the Flames, that night. It was no. a 4-1 loss. Empty netter made it 4-1. Shots were 14-4 early in the second for the Predators. It was 2-0 when Forsberg scored. They finally got it turned up, but it was another bad start and slow and sluggish. So let's hope for something that, a little better tonight. Isn't that what the Flames have turning are kind of turning into? Like, honestly, I'm watching that game on Saturday. We were really busy, so I watched, and then they got up big, and I'm like, I did shut it off. Yeah, and I had no idea that Dallas almost came back. <laughs> but it plays to the whole point I'm trying to make is that that's what the Flames are. Like, some way, somehow, they they're getting these points. Yeah, but they find a way to make it bloody ugly. Right. Yeah. Like but what was different? Never, yeah, we went in, we got up. Three to one, and we shut the door, and we won three to one, and that, or we scored an empty net, and it was four to whatever. It's never a just a smooth ride. Yeah, we played good, we got control of this, and we'll, we'll get the victory. This team's good we for never the feel show. Comfortable with it? Yeah, they like we talked that. about it when they're five and one. You're like, this team's too boring. We can't even talk about them. Like we'll check in in April. The but one like they're not boring now. About the game on Saturday that I thought was the first they because they got in there. They're on a road trip. It's Dallas, top team in their division, I think at that point. Yeah. Um. They went in, and it was both of the first two goals. Score early, both off of four checks seconds, and yeah. turnovers. Now line again. <laughs> Remember last year, that was kind of the calling card for this team. Yeah. They're going to be physical. Remember those games against Minnesota, kind of at the three-quarter, and maybe not quite three-quarter yeah. pole, yep. where it was Dean Everson was pissed off at his team, and this, mm-hmm. this is tough, and good Branson and Zadora. We're a long ways away from that. So I thought that at least on Saturday, there was a bit of that back. 
the the back of the line has been really good. Phenomenal. And honestly, like we forget about it. They added to Foley and that that kind of they didn't really know where to put him and that broke up that line last year that was so good and they weren't reunited until the Dallas series. You you said it last week on both shows, Retro. Give these guys more ice time. And yeah, the answer is give right now, give those guys more ice time. If we want to ride the goalie that's playing well, ride the line that's playing well, because neither of the other either top lines, if you want to call it that, deserve to be playing just by default. Yeah, they're they're fine, but they're not dominating like the backland line is. Like it's their best line. You can call it their third line, but we talked about it in Afterburner last week, right? You trust them. You can use them in all situations. And frankly, they're pretty damn consistent. They, they're hard on the walls. They win puck battles. They're a pain in the ass to play against. That's their tone setting group How much group right time now. are they getting, though? I don't even know. I think they're, they're probably pretty even the lines, the top three Thanks. lines for minutes, I would guess. But, like, if they well, want to lead Darryl's this team in ice time, smarter. I'm fine with that. Is there any... <laughs> We've questioned a lot of Daryl's moves this year. Even though, and my my question to you guys is, maybe he's better at this than we're giving him credit for. Well, we thought the Lucic you know, thing would the last ten minutes, right? On that second line, like yes. oh, by the second period they'll have someone with skill back with Kadri and Huberto. But that's been what two, three weeks. Oh yeah, you know, and that's just it. It's like we may not like or agree with a lot of things he does, but he has a way of making it work out and i don't know if it's a brilliance or if or a coincidence or whatever but they're getting points this team and it looks ugly and you're frustrated by them you watch the game you're almost you feel guilty coming on this show here and you you s talk them because it doesn't look good yet oh climbing in the standings yeah winning getting points on the road all the things you okay, it's working <laughs> yeah don't want to use Vladar too much. Don't want to use Markstrom too much. They're both getting used. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's some method to this. Well, so it's like, okay, is this a mediocre team that Daryl's just like geniusly mind gaming them into points? Or is this a really good team that could be better if he wasn't, you know, holding putting back, his yeah. two big uh, forward acquisitions with a fourth line plumber for three weeks? Is anyone curious? Do you, do you seem to know what it is, or like? No, I, I, I'm just wondering. The one thing that we have it because for when it was, when it was Monahan and Gaudreau, for a while, it's what about what about Lindholm? What about Kachuk? Get Johnny away from Monahan. Is yeah. is there a curiosity among the fan base online, wherever when you go to the ranks, like God, when are they going to put Lindholm and Huberto together and see what that is? I don't think that's it right now. I think it's when are they going to get Lucic off Huberto's line? Because it's like Lucic has looked better, yes. but has Huberto looked like a star there? No. His cadre looked good. He's looked okay. But I just wonder, if you put someone with skill and pace there, can you see those two really start to light up offensively? Because you didn't bring Huberto in to be a second-line checking winger. You brought him in to put up points. The guy on the opposite wing is not helping him get points. Yes, Lucic has looked better, but it's come at the expense of putting a skilled player next to Huberto on the other side of the line. That's the, that's the big one. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's, yeah. it's awkward is what it is. It's very awkward. No... The whole league looks at that and goes, well, what's mm. with this line they've got thrown together here? This isn't what right you'd there. imagine. Pelche's right there. He's right there. Is Pelche still there? I don't see it happening, Pinder. I don't. I I'm know. I, I don't it. either. I, that's, what's the, that's the frustrating part, right? Is that he's not even going to try, maybe. Wouldn't that well, be? And the fr <laughs> but it, it's frustrating for us because we want to see it, but... Maybe, like that's the point I'm getting. Maybe Daryl's smarter. He's like he might be right. Hey, you guys might want to. 
you guys might want to see it, but I want to make the playoffs and win in the playoffs, and I'm that's my concern. Yeah, I just it's, <laughs> I, I'm frustrated said. that he won't even try and be like, see, it didn't work. He's just like, well, I know that's not going to work, and it's like, well, I don't you know if your GM agrees with that, but okay. The guy that drafted him probably thinks highly of him. Would like to see him in the league, you, you know, considering the rest of the draft class that's anywhere near his production's already played a ton. Hundred percent, but it, you can't even argue it right now because the buggers are putting up points. Like they're two zero and two on this road trip. They've got six of a possible eight points thus far, and we shit all over them after those games in Chicago and St. Louis, <laughs> yes. and rightfully so. And if they win against a mediocre Nashville team tonight with their best or second best goalie, they'll come home with eight of ten. That's an incredible road trip, given how at times. Nine. bad they've looked but nine is more than it's eight. an incredible road trip because you pissed away points in st louis and chicago you should be That's coming home with 10 is probably why it's <laughs> like, yes and look they might be awful tonight and it's only six of ten but like they have a chance to really feel like we'll pull off a bit of a heist here on this roadie what do we know about this i mean this matchup right now um well, you'll, I know you'll get into it in the Pinder report as far as lines and that. Four zero and one are the Predators in their last five against Calgary. It was Kevin Lankinen in net the game back on uh, November third here at the Dome that four one win. But Saros I, is rounding into form two after a bit of an okay start. He had that sixty four save effort followed by a shutout last week. Look out six one and one in his uh, against Calgary a nine eighteen save percentage. So yeah, Saros is their guy. Will be their guy. Um, rinse repeat kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Coming up, well, I don't want to say, I can't do spoiler, and I don't even know if I'm supposed to, I, but I want to talk to you about uh, Montana's. Is it, when do we get to break the news here? Because you've been saying you got some inside info. Tomorrow's a big day, Ryan, but mm-hmm. I can't say anything about it. Okay. Mm, look at that. Yeah, Montana's Barbecue and Bar. Why not go out and watch the game? Six o'clock today? So what are we making for dinner? What are we doing? Oh, these are, it's a lot of stress you don't need in your life. You Montana's.ca, Montana's. find the nearest location to you. Go and check things out. What is today? Well, let me tell you. Today, Monday, half price wings. Delicious. Oh, those look saucy. I like that. Well, and the, all of it's, you know, the all the smoke and all the, the everything, it's, it's done in-house. This isn't some sort of a... Uh, this is a ranky, janky This shop, is no, no. rinky-dink uh, place, uh, Pender. You're right. The daily deals are rolling out. Mondays, it's half-price wings. Masters of the barbecue, masters of comfort food, fire-grilled, smoked in-house, sauced up, brought to your table the way you like it. Come as you are and stay. Enjoy yourself. Maybe a nice ice-cold brew. And uh, enjoy your friends. Enjoy your buddies over at Montana's Barbecue buddies. and Bar. Your buddies. Your barbecue buddies. Are we buds? Could we be barbecue buddies? We could be day? barbecue buddies. All That's right. right. Yeah, for sure. Montana's, get your uh, get your barbecue on. <laughs> Time for the Pinder Report. Canada's over barbecue. That's kind of, yeah. it's something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's green. Barbecue them if you got them, buddies. <laughs> Time for the Pinder Report presentation of Village Honda. Village Honda wants to buy your car, sell it to them, and get paid in twenty four hours, no hassle, Ooh. just dough in 24 hours get your no obligation appraisal today in the northwest auto mall online villagehonda.com it's time for the pinder report anthony's all fired up he knows what's happening does he he will see us this week and we will see him nice gonna be fun love stuff okay where do we start calgary flames it's a road trip finale boys you knew that we know that here's where we're at uh first off eric francis a tweet regarding well you know it's uh 
Dan Vladar's golf game. playing really well. A free driver he's received in the mail. Uh, Eric Francis deciding to elect to come on the Chicago-Nashville road trip. Yeah. It's a good choice. All there right. it is, 7-0-3. We mentioned it with Frank, his last regulation loss, October 26th. Back when we thought we'd have Rhett for a Christmas party. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a while yeah. ago. <laughs> I'll come out once a month. And the quote from Sutter, if you missed his post game, uh, was, it gets Marky ready for the next stretch of games, which was asking about, uh, you know, Dan Vladar's appearance on Saturday, a win against Dallas, and maybe that he's got multiple options. And no, 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 this was about getting Marky ready for the next stretch. So I would expect Marksman tonight. Um, we'll see how he looks. I don't know what to expect. I feel like I have a better idea of what Dan Vladar looks like ahead of his starts than Markstrom's. It's another one of those things where it's, I feel like this is as much for Markstrom to hear as it is for Vladar to hear. Don't get comfortable, yep. Mr. Backup Goalie, 7-0-3. This, this is, is a long great. game. I saw what you just did today. We I'm had not forgetting that third lead. period. Oh, it's just getting the other guy ready. <sighs> yeah. He won't, right? Well, Frank had seen it. People around this city noticed it. Like, I don't think we're surprised at all if Markstrom starts. And if you had asked before Sutter's press presser, you'd be like, oh, Vladar's probably going to start. So I think he's made it clear what I never heard be. Sutter's press. Okay, here we go. Here I we go. expect Vladar. Yeah, yeah, here you go. I assume Vladar's play gives you more options when you're making your daily decisions on goalie starters. Middle of the stretch is pretty clear who's, who's going to play today. Afternoon game. Get Marky ready for the next stretch of games. It's beautiful. It's art. What the hell, Rhett? What do you mean? What, what do you mean? Talking it's about? Obviously, it's pretty it's clear. middle of the stretch. <laughs> Whatever that means. I'm not sure what. It's an afternoon or Rhett. Come now, on. Perhaps because they play Nashville and then they come home and the stretch of games includes Colorado and then Tampa Bay on the weekend. Yep. So, I and, mean, Colorado, I guess. And you got the Johnny Revenge game and then Chicago, Seattle, and you're in all-star break. Five to go. But the Tampa game? That's still, you're talking in, in some ways about the class of the league. You beat Tampa, you've beat a champion. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, here's the lines. Not a lot of movement in the way of changing. We have seen Walker Dewar play well on that fourth line. And uh, Zahorno was returned to the Wranglers. So there's only one spare forward right now. That's Jacob Pelche. Uh, Darren Haynes noting that uh, Flames have been pretty damn good since an ugly loss to St. Louis at home. Uh, boot off the ice. This was maybe their worst game of the year. I didn't, the Buffalo one I was not at, but I was at the St. Louis one. It was despicable and they were indeed booed. Lindholm, a look in the mirror quote after the game. Since then, eight, two and three, third best record in the NHL. I not feel like it at times, but they are kind of on a heater exactly. here. Do we do this show every day or uh, <laughs> have we been away for a week? Did we miss like a, a six game winning streak somewhere? No, it's just wins that are ugly and OTLs. That's they're stringing them together. Lone leads lost to the last place. To yeah, yeah, I know it's weird. Uh, you had noticed something this morning that I also uh, had catch my eye this morning. Let's have a look at the old Nashville lines. Uh, there's uh, some familiar faces and some young guys down the lineup. And then also who the fuck is centering their first line? <laughs> Well, Ryan, that's Yusuf Parsonen. Yusuf Pardon who? Seventh uh, rounder. Okay, 13 goals. Uh, all right. Taken um, 210 overall the last round in 2019. I was like, yeah, he must be a high pick of theirs, Dean. He's probably a first round, seventh rounder. Don't they always seem to get one guy? It feels like and every few years it's they always get some a fin too. seventh rounder that gets yeah. in. Yeah. 
So I don't know. We'll He's see got what he eight looks points like. in his last six games. He's got a six-game point streak. He is the <laughs> hottest, hottest predator forward coming into this game tonight. And we've just jinxed it. Congrats on your hat trick, Parson, and you prick. Yeah. Well, once they hook Markinen or Markstrom and they get Vladar in, they'll settle down, right? Let's go to uh, some other notes around the NHL. First off, uh, sad to hear on the weekend of the passing of Gino Ojekt, who was a larger-than-life icon, especially amongst uh, the Canucks fans, fan base, organization, one of the toughest SOBs. And it was neat to see uh, Tim Hunter, of all people, throw him a shout-out on Twitter. We love seeing Tim around town and another iconic tough guy. And he had this to say, uh, my roommate while in Vancouver, one hell of a teammate, Canucks fans lost a great one. Some picks here from my last couple visits. Uh, iconic. And maybe one of those, like, not best of all time players, certainly, because he was not that a skill guy. He was a, a tough guy. But one of the most iconic Canucks of all time, you could argue. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree at all. I think that's the thing about hockey markets and hockey cities. It's no, in Buffalo, they love Rob Ray. And here it's you know, guys like Tim Hunter. And in Vancouver, that was the guy. If you were going into Vancouver during that stretch of times, Look out. if you took a run at somebody, you were going to drop them with Gino Ojik. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> that's Hunter and Ojik jumping the boards at the same time. <laughs> Who else is with I, I can't zoom in and see, but it's if, if he's the third toughest guy on the team and he's got those two, he's doing okay. Yeah, whoever you are. Congrats. <laughs> um, okay, from there, happy Martin Luther King Day. We got matinee action. If you're ready to set your fantasy lineup, it's too late. They've already started games. We're half an hour into hockey today. Here's a look at the matinees in the NHL today. Is there's a bunch, and one that I think you'd love retro, Panteros and Sabres, two-year-old teams, head-to-head in Buffalo, and two teams kind of in that bubble spot in the East trying to crack into one of those wild cards. That feels like a big one. Huh. Come on, Sabres. Half the fa- half the families there cheering on their favorite team. Half are cheering for Buffalo, half are cheering for Florida. You're so torn, eh? Their boys are torn. Yeah. Winnipeg is, uh, if you missed it on the weekend, they moved into first good. in the West. Can you see this? Like is that really good? Like first in the West. Can we say that? First <laughs> in the West. How did they do it? Well, there's two prime candidates. It's the coach and the defenseman. There's your points percentage there, showing them better than Vegas. Let's start with the defenseman. Josh Norrissey is, uh, we've very, very, how witty is that? Who ah, came up it's with that? really good, yeah. must have spent weeks and ripped through thesauruses, and there it was the whole time. Uh, third fastest to 40 assists, not amongst defensemen, among any Jet slash Thrashers of all time. Like, is Mark Savard and Blake Wheeler there in their primes? That was an incredible, the Calgarian, Dino. Having a monster season. He's a sweet boy. He's a great kid. And I think this guy's got, uh, you could change that letter on his jersey for next year if you want. He's been sensational. And I think uh, the few interactions I've had with him involving one of his uh, charitable campaigns in the city, like this is a kid way more mature than his uh, birth certificate would suggest. Pierre-Luc Dubois is playing some of the best hockey he's played. They got Nikolai Ehlers back. He has, he's got nine points in his last five games. Mm -hmm. And as we saw, the goalie's pretty good. How about the coach? I don't know what to make of the coach. I really just Coaches felt like he was in there love. To, to keep the seat warm for somebody. But Here's his quote on the team, not talking about how good he is. He said, travels, injuries, illnesses, all his players deserve credit. It's meaningful, even at game 44. First in the West. How about those Jets? And again, Rat, this doesn't look good on Paul Maurice. It doesn't look good on Paul Maurice. 
At least Florida's running right with the East, right? Yes. I mean, you come, you step into a first place team, you just can continue where they left off. Just let them go. Yeah, like Burnett right? did. Just let the horses like, run. Yeah. Don't have to yeah. leaves. He comes in. Just yeah. don't miss a beat. What a what a weekend of football we had. Super wild card weekend, boys. We'll start in chronological order through the weekend with uh, how about a rookie Headed quarterback Pinder. having fun? This was Seattle, San Francisco, your Saturday afternoon tilt. Uh, if you like the Niners, you weren't alone. If you were worried about the Niners, it was probably the rookie quarterback. He was not an issue. Four touchdowns. First time ever a rookie quarterback's done that in the postseason. Good on him. Looks comfy. Don't, don't look like a rookie. He doesn't look like a quarterback. It was tight at halftime. What do you mean? Did you see the, uh, yeah, the second half was explosive. Did you see him walking into the stadium? Yeah. He's... He had like a K-way on and a backpack. It was like, day one at college. Hi, dad. Yeah, he needed his uh, his ID card to get in. They totally. were just letting him go. Kittle, okay, yeah, head through. Oh, Debo, yeah, you're good to go. Who's this punk? Yeah, so the two seed in the NFC is through. They will host a game next week. The next action was the San Diego slash LA Collapsers. As the Chargers had maybe, maybe, probably, certainly yeah, the most maybe chargery, sure. maybe yeah. the most chargery game of all time. 27 nothing. They ran eight rushing plays after that. And so immediately the question is, when can we fire this coach? Which I have mixed feelings on because he's made some idiotic decisions, but also um, he seems like a nice guy that they like. Can we... No, you can't have both those things coexisting, can we? Hmm. Anyway, um, here's a bad bet if you like it. They're up 27 nothing. Some fat cat thinks I'm going to make an extra 12 grand. Just like that. Puts down 1.4 million to try to make 11 grand. Lost it instead. Oof. So if he's still alive, uh, condolences. <laughs> like that's a coward bet, right? That's, oh, that's yeah. the biggest coward bet. And it's huge money. It's like, that is so bad. What do you need an extra 12 grand for if you can actually, 11 grand for if you have 1.4 million to gamble? Yeah. If you're Jeez. out watching the game, that's probably your bar tab. Oh. What are you doing? Like, that stings. That is absolutely awful. Hurts. I mean, you'd love to be there, though, if it was one of your buddies. You'd be like, oh, yeah, do it, dude. Okay, let's see. Maybe if they can. How quickly would you be out of there? It's Just like fist pumping under the table. And the kick is up. Out the door. Just leave. Dude, oh, wow. Uh, here's a nice angle of the Buffalo Bills narrowly escaping a third-string quarterback-led Miami Dolphins. This is weird, right? They're winning. It ain't pretty, but they're winning. Uh, and I love this They're angle. The flames. It's it's kind of similar, I, I guess. Watch the angle on this if you just don't think these guys are incredibly talented. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to throw it way down there. <laughs> right in a bucket. <laughs> are we nervous, Rhett? They did it, but it won't, it won't pretty. I was nervous, and I'll even, I'm shit scared of the next weekend. That's the problem. It's They got through this, but all the stupid things that they've done all year, end up hurting them they did it again yesterday the play calling the turnovers the ball and love your quarterback up, turnovers josh allen like he's turned over the ball more than any other quarterback in football this year fumbles he has, and but picks. there was you know like, yeah like it's and i think he's good it's goofy yes well, what do you get 350 passing yards like that the troubling part is that they couldn't seem to the only way to get first downs was him heaving it way downfield. And that's a dangerous game to play, yes. right? Because those can turn into turnovers. Or if you get any sort of weather, that's not a fun or smart game. 
if you have to throw outside in Buffalo 30 plus yards to get first downs, like this is a dangerous game you're playing. I'd like to see them run the ball better. And the team they're going to play, who are you talk about? They could have banana peeled yesterday, too. It's true. There was a few. We'll get there in a moment. The first, that was the morning game on Sunday. The the midday game was Giants at Minnesota. I love this. The the Minnesota social media team thinks they're really sharp, hey? Like, ooh, we're going to send out a big zinger before the game. They they say New York's favorite football team because they beat the Jets this year. They beat the Giants this year. They beat the Bills this year. So all three New York State teams, hey, look at us. We're, the, we're New York's favorite team. That's before the game. Giants after the game. Skull, capital L. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the Giants media team said, yeah, we can make a fake movie posters too. The Empire State Strikes Back. There it is. <laughs> Uh, love the it. Vikings, man. I, every time that yeah, was a big game, Vikings, How, you couldn't have bet on Kirk Cousins, could you? Typical Vikings there. Yeah. Jeez, I just think of all the guys who have cheered for that team their whole life. Guys like Arash and Lou and guys back. Friedman. Was, yeah. Gross. Brother-in-law. Man. <laughs> Tough times. Uh, okay. So then we go to the night game. It was Cincinnati and Baltimore and AFC North thumper, as you might expect. How about Cincinnati born and bred Bengal? Hubbard, with the play of the game, this was incredible. A 14-point swing as he went 98 yards on that play on the goal line. Do we have the video of that or not? Couldn't believe it, right? And Because this, this is, in a way, this is the whole football game. 100% it is, yeah. If they get in on the, from the two-yard line, they're up by seven, and instead they're down by seven, like 10 seconds later. That's and that's, they got away with a block in the back on Andrews, yeah. too. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Big time. And so how did the uh, fans react to this in Cincinnati? Well, many of them were in the stadium. You saw that. We go live to the Cincinnati sports bar as this was happening. Live's the wrong word. So everyone's watching here. (laughs) 98 yards. And the somber mood turns into jubilation. (laughs) I love this shit. I don't know why. People grabbing each other. Hugging strangers. But it was one of those, because all you're thinking if you're a Bengals fan is that they're going to get it in here. That's okay. So then seven, how much time is left? Yeah. You're already processing being down by a touchdown. Totally. And then... You're up by a touchdown. And then you're up by a touchdown. <laughs> I thought at the end here, this guy climbs on his chair and is standing up. Like, that's one of the... That'll be the play of the playoffs. And, and wildcard weekend. It never, never disappoints. There's always some sort of magical play we'll remember forever. Was it the Minnesota Miracle? Was another one we had Wild Card Weekend a few years ago? Aliens must look to, look down at us and just think these people Who are, are so these stupid. morons. Yeah, like when are we taking it's, the? I was at the game <laughs> yesterday, and it it's funny because you're high. They're standing on the chair. The stands, you're hugging. You're 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 pumped. But you think that every play they make is directly for your benefit. Good and bad, right? Yeah. Like they they screwed it up. They're screwing it up for me. They screwed <laughs> These it up losers. For me. Every play bleeping they make, me. Like, Thank you. You did that because I needed. It. Yeah, you're. Doing I it needed that. Like, you just believe it. <laughs> These yeah, are my right? boys. <laughs> yeah. God, I needed that. Tonight uh, it's Tampa, Dallas, a Monday nighter to close Super Wild Card Weekend. It's Tom Brady against America's team. It won't be boring. I believe the line's still two and a half, favoring the road Cowboys. Let's- Come on, let's go, Cowboy. Let's just put this Brady thing. He's the best ever. Just 
Go away. Tom. Go back to your 26-year-old Instagram model and let uh, the yeah. Cowboys play the next round. Take a weekend off or an off-season off, Tommy. Either way, it's like two of the greater villains of our time, the Cowboys and all they embody, and Tom Brady, that stupid winner that, you know, was deflating balls and hanging out with Supermodel. We're just jealous, but either way, one of them's done after tonight. I can live with that. Retro, quick aside, uh, you and I on Afterburner tonight, how are we navigating this uh, split-screen double-watch event? Had no idea that I was on Afterburner tonight, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, good. Again, his phone just doesn't, doesn't look get at email. It. It's yeah. all there, but it's he doesn't yeah. want to. Mm. And finally, uh, man, there's some deals out around Calgary. I don't. Do you ever go vintage shopping? Love Dino? it. Yeah, I sure do. Find, and it's like, wow, like I can't believe this is like some priceless stuff. Yeah. Think about this framed piece of Flames merchandise with all these young superstars. There's Johnny on the left. You got Sean Monahan second to the left, Sam Bennett second to the right, and then Matthew Kachuk. I mean, that, that they could probably build around that core for 15 years. <laughs> That's going to be a great core. Really weird, it's at, weird it's at the store, not hanging somewhere, hey? Hmm. What was the price tag? $2? <laughs> oh. People wanted to re tear this thing down and rebuild the core. I don't know that they, it went the way they wanted necessarily, but it has been done. That's your Pinder report. Hey, Ryan, none of those guys play for the Flames. Is anymore. that right, Dean? I'm pretty sure they're all franchise pillars. What are you talking about? No, they've all... It's almost... Yeah, but it is it is almost effing sad. It is totally that sad. Isn't your core. Because Bennett didn't pan out. He's played way better in Florida, better than I ever But still imagined. not a star. I still think he's... Yeah. Sad. I, exactly. I still don't think he's what we envisioned as a no. potential number one overall pick. Kachuk's doing exactly what Kachuk's supposed to do. Goudreau was better than you ever imagined when you drafted him. Mm-hmm. And Monaghan, for the first part of his career, was years. clutch. Yeah. Like, he was he was dialed in. Is exactly what you thought. And to have those four turn out the way they were supposed to, you should have been, oh, this franchise should be in cruise mode. Right yeah. now. Never right. mind if you could have signed Adam Fox, who looks like the best young defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> you could have a right. dynasty here. All you need is a veteran defenseman to win the Norris at age 35 or something to seal it and make sure you don't lose him for nothing, right? My goodness. My goodness. It's, it's wild. Not, it's it, well, it's not it's not almost sad. It is sad. All right. So that's the uh pinned report for Village Honda, Dean. See you there this week. Get ready for the all-new 2023 Honda Accord. This all-new generation, redefined sophistication, sleek styling, and available features like Google built-in and a spirited hybrid powertrain. It's totally sad. Yeah. You could build around the CRV a bit better than these guys. Yeah. It's a Honda Accord, but yeah. It's a core player. That too. Sorry, the CRV's later this weekend. We can't wait. Expected later this month, Village Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall. Visit them online for more details, villagehonda.com. If even one of them, but here's the thing. Like you say, the, the Kachuk pick, it's not a bad pick. He made the right pick. It's a great pick. Wasn't it Pugliarvi yes. that went ahead of him? Great pick. And wasn't yes. Ollie O'Levy ahead of him? And the Monaghan pick for a long time was the right pick. He led that class in scoring more than McKinnon like three seasons ago. The Johnny pick's a fantastic pick. Best in franchise history, you could argue. I mean, Bennett, if maybe if Bennett was, you know. Uh, 
Leon. Bennett, if he played the way he's even playing. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have traded him. Right. You're not going to trade him. He might not have been what you expected. But he's a second liner, right? Yes. Yeah, it should, should be like four should. of your four of your top six forwards that are homegrown, established at guys. Age, yeah, at a great age, established. You don't have to make any of those moves that Trivet Living's had to deal with. Like it, sh- it should have been locked in for a decade. Those guys, those guys should all be guys where. And I feel bad for Monahan almost the most because I think yeah. it was health that. Yeah, it wasn't his everything. fault. It was his body and, failing. And the fact that and the fact that that derailed changes the whole the, the whole picture for this fan, franchise, right? Yep. No. He was still putting up 30. Everything else changes. Remember they drafted Bennett and you're like this is unbelievable. Like he's going to slide into the 1C. Yes. Monahan will be your second line center. He's good for 30 a year. Don't even sweat it. And now it's just like you surround these guys with talent. This is your core forever. Not, not so much. And even ter- even turning that, even if Fox had never said he would come here, mm-hmm. and, you know, you drafted him and it turned out the same way. You still have you got Lindholm from it, right? Yeah. Lind- Lindholm and Hannafin from it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, I mean, anyway, it's it's not like they're they're screwed and it's all over. It's just amazing how quickly no. the entire core has shifted, right? That's all it is. Like Backlund's the holdover. There's nothing else. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, look at it, right? Feels like it's been slapped together as opposed to if those four guys turned out. Well, and to be right? fair, when like Johnny at- disappeared in the fashion he did, I think they had to quickly alter plans. Three zero and two in their last five games. Flames in uh, in Nashville tonight, six o'clock start to take on the Predators. Get excited for afterburner. Right? Afterburner. Afterburner tonight with uh, Red Warner and myself, the Redster. The Redster. Before we go, uh, do we want to take a look at our Betway bets from Let's the weekend? Betway bets. We uh, again Friday football, so we look back uh, today on how things went for Super Wild Card Weekend. It was one of those things. I went in. Don't overthink it. Just uh, just go with it. That's yeah, a lot of chalk you went with. There's a lot of chalk. Public there getting pumped. Uh, f- I felt good about all of them, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, even partway through, early on in that Buffalo game, it's like, yeah, don't. Especially after the San Fran came through. Was, mm-hmm. Yes, they are going to beat Seattle. It just felt like Buffalo and Cincinnati were going to pull away at some point. It did. And they just never did. <laughs> and then both, what, they were both trailing at the half or whatever the hell it was. Uh, so I go one and two. But you go back to last week, I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. four and two over my last. Uh, You'll take that. Six. Anyway, <clears throat> so those are my uh, my wild card weekend picks. I always hate and I'm wildly unsuccessful betting on over-unders, so I was uh, smart enough to go with two over-unders and failed on both of them and hit the, ja- the Giants beating Minnesota. That felt like a layup betting against Kirk Cousins in a big game or Kurt or whatever his name is because, you know, the, Kurt, Kurt, the GM Kurt, is no yeah. Kurt, 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 Kurt. One, two, not, bo- not great. So we're not going to do it just for the purposes of uh, the discussion. This game tonight... Uh, what are we looking at? Two and a half. Yeah, I would. I'm, I'm going to take the points. I'm not betting this one, but it was part of my picks, obviously. But I just feel like if we've learned anything from this weekend, they've been competitive. They've been swinging in the balance. Why wouldn't you just take the points? I feel like they're rather close. It's not like one team's way better than the other. Dak hasn't played that great. They've struggled to run the ball. Tampa's run D's pretty good. I'm probably with you because if you were to tell me that Tampa at home against Dallas was a two and a half point favorite, I probably would have believed it. Mm. And they're getting but the two and a half. But they're getting the two and a half. 
So that's five points better than you thought it was, essentially. So, I mean, so I you got to. would probably take the points. Retro, you – I don't know. It's Brady. He's The problem is he's just screwed me all year with fantasy and all that. So I don't Yeah, know. what was it? Commie was saying on Friday, no matter what he bet on Brady, the opposite would happen. Like, yeah. Brady looks like dog shit. Okay, I'm not betting him. Three touchdowns to Mike Evans, 400 passing yards. And then, oh, Brady's on a heater. We got to bet him. Awful start. No touchdowns. It's It's been a roller coaster for the Bucks, but when they've needed to get wins, they've got him. Yeah. He's old. He's old. But it is Dallas. It's finally going to happen. His girlfriend's young. It is Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones. Yeah, Jarrah. Yeah, you, yeah, it's hard not to consider Mike McCarthy. He can go in there and F things. Well, yes, isn't it like ages since their last road playoff win? Like for the Cowboys to go on the road and win, it's been like a billion years. I feel like now we got to take the points. Talking, talking ourselves into it. Anyway, uh, Rhett and I will have no idea who's winning that football game nope. because we're going to be so dialed into the Flames and Predators at 6 o'clock start tonight. Yeah, intermissions? Burger. Maybe just take a two-minute break. I do like to see who uh, Leslie is interviewing, though. Oh, Ryan In Leslie. The, I was thinking about Leslie. Yeah, no, Ryan Leslie. You know, yeah, maybe okay. he'll have, you know, it's been Coleman a lot. Maybe it'll be Walker. Was living last, uh, last week as well? Yeah. But I might watch the football game. So afterburner tonight, uh, if you haven't, if you don't know what afterburner is all about, it's uh, it's a new show we're doing. We do it after every Flames game during the week, and then it'll be on the YouTube for you to watch, or it'll be on your uh, on your podcast wherever. You, so download, subscribe, subscribe, and then you press the little the little button there. Mm. Ding dong! It'll tell you, hey, brand new Ding audio dong. for you. Get it on. And then you can listen to it on your way to work in the morning. School nights, do it. There you go. So that's Afterburner coming up tonight. And we'll be back tomorrow. No Frank Saravelli tomorrow. Boy, it's been a while since we've got oh, Yeah. Really, really kind of lazy prick. Just leaving actually. us high and dry. Yeah. Leaving us high and dry. Defection. So that's going to do it. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, that'll be the end of the road trip. The odd, what, five-game, four-city road trip. Yeah, that is odd. Kind of a different one. And then a bit of a tight turn. This schedule here, they, they come back. Colorado from Nashville, and then basically have Colorado coming in on Wednesday. The last three cup winners in their next two games. There you go. There you have it. Have a hey. Uh, I have a question. I no. I was going to put this out on Twitter, but I don't know how to word it. Is there a team with less drafted players on it in the NHL? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in the NHL, turn so many out. Yeah, that's a good question. Homegrown, Montepani, Backland. Uh-huh. Right, Dubé was Rasmus Anderson. I don't count. I I don't count Pelche, and I hardly count Walker Dewar. No, and Dewar wasn't drafted Zee either. So. So. Yeah. Rosie, yes. Yeah. So, like, what do they have? Four or five? Backland, Manjapani, Rizicka, um, Anderson, Dubé. It's not many, is my point. Like, Stone's been here so long, it almost feels like he not, was though. drafted. Yeah. No. No, they Has he not been here since he was 18? It's been so long. No. Yeah. Shillington would be, but he's not playing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. yeah, no goalies. But maybe if Wolf starts tonight. Can they get him then? then uh, yeah. I feel like Daryl's just itching. Can I get a young goalie Dying in quick? Dying for it, yeah. Dying for it. Thanks, buddies. Have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. Would sure love you to be a part of it if you could. We'll be on the YouTube, so you can download it. Be a part of it. Subscribe. Like. Like and subscribe. And like and subscribe. Five stars. And we'll see you tomorrow. See ya. All three. Yeah. Subscribe. Boilers suck. Like. Subscribe.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.